Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Hello and welcome to another uh, spectacular edition of the Custard TV podcast. I'm uh, not blowing our own trumpet here, but you know, it, it always is. It is uh, me once again here with uh, Gary in the London area. But it's an odd one, this, because we're recording in the afternoon. We're normally in the evening, aren't we? So it's still, it's still sunny out, certainly on, no. in, in my neck of the woods. Yeah, no, very bright and sunny down here in uh, yeah. Brighton, sunny London. Well, I, thought you were going to say, I thought you said bright and sunny in Brighton. I was like, what yeah. are you doing in Brighton? But, but you have been away this week, haven't you, Gary? You I have been away. Been. I, I, can you I talk about been. where you've been? Or? I, I, I went up to Glasgow. I, I, I have no shame in going north of the border. Uh, I went up to Glasgow for a few days. Uh, all will be made apparent at a later date. Uh, and yeah, it was lovely. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see much of Glasgow uh, because it was, I was busy during the days and in the evenings it was dark and, and very windy. It was a, a pleasant couple of days, so... Yes, I've never been to Glasgow myself. I've been to Edinburgh, obviously. As I've and I've never been to Edinburgh, so I can't, I can't do a compare and contrast, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, well, this is a good start. Yeah. Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Right, so uh, we have got uh, news, we've got a bit of Gary Goes West, uh, we've got some reviews, and we've got the old um, extra helpings if you're a patron on Patreon. So we will start with the news. There's three things, and they've all got a connection with the number three. Firstly, uh, The Apprentice has been renewed for three more series. All the main cast returning, but that being obviously Lord Sugar, Karen Brady, and um, oh, what's his fame, Claude, Claude Littner. Uh, well done. Returning. I find now that a lot of them are angling for a career in reality TV after The Apprentice, yeah. like, as, as we can see with uh, Andrew Brady on Big Brother now. It's as much of an exposure on a TV show now as it is about getting a job get, or getting a partnership with Lord Sugar. So um, I, I find it harder to watch now because the idiocy of some of them is just, is just mind-boggling. I think they need to get away from having 15 of them at the beginning as well. Mm. I think they've Go done back that. to like 10. Yeah, back down to a reasonable number. Well, there was that year where they had 20. Well, that's right, yeah. Sky have renewed the, well, the disappointing fortitude for a third and final series. I say disappointing because it had so many great actors and actresses in it, but it wasn't that great. But obviously maybe, maybe the second series got a bit better because obviously Sky don't just recommission stuff that's no good. So that will get a third and final series. No, no sort of idea of when that will show yet. And lastly, the BBC Two show Upstart Crow. That's getting a third series and a Christmas special. Uh, and that will hopefully be around, I would have thought, autumn 2018, when we'll probably see that, uh, similar to when we saw it this year. I quite like it. I know it's a bit corny. I think it's a Ben Elton thing, so there's about a mm. few... It's know, like Blackadder 2, isn't it? You know, it not yeah, not it, Blackadder it, it, 2, but it's redoing yeah. Blackadder it started as part of the Shakespeare season that they it, did, it um, mm. um, but they, they it has it has got legs. You know, they had a Christmas special of it last year. So, yeah, I mean, I've never really been a big fan of it. I watched the pilot episode and it just didn't grab me, as you said. It's it's got some good performances, but some jokes that just don't don't hit the mark. <laughs> 
the only real big news coming west is um, that Meryl Streep, yes, you may have heard of her, she's an actress. Uh, she's <laughs> going to be in the second series of Big Little Lies, which I know Matt and Luke were uh, gushing over, and, and also most people who give away awards in television. This is fairly big news, don't you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't think of when she did, if she's done a lot of TV, really. Um, I guess I she may have done a guest appearance on something. Yeah, but she's never had a had a role in in anything really. Uh, is it fair to say that she's probably the best actress of our generation? Oh, well, it's all she's certainly the most uh, recognized Oscar-wise. She's had um 21 nominations um in her career since 1978. So over a 40-year period. Yeah. Maybe not the best actress, but one of the most known. You know, if you yeah. say Meryl Streep, even if you haven't seen one of her films, you know who she is. You know, you know, you could probably picture her. And obviously, like Nicole Kidman as well, he is a massive actress yeah. of our generation. Well, as you so say, having them both together. you already a fairly sort of major, you know, also with Starry. Really in there. Yeah, you're a fairly major cast, and then you add someone like that. I know you mm. guys, and I haven't seen the, the, the whole of the series, so I, I, this doesn't, but I know that you guys weren't exactly. You didn't really want a second series. Well, no, felt it no because how we say. Well, no, it it didn't need it, and also it was adapted from a book, and so the the book had finished, and the story had finished. So now, uh, okay. the author of the book is being tasked with writing a new story because the su- first series was so successful, right? Um, that they need to go ahead, and obviously she has now written it because obviously they've cast Meryl Streep in this specific role. Something that is coming this year, uh, and it's coming now. Remind me, is this going to come to BBC Two? The Jarnavis I think thing? so. I don't know if they've announced it as of yet, but the um, American Crime Story Strand uh, was airing on BBC Two with the uh, People vs. O.J. Simpson. I don't think they've they've announced that they've got the rights to this yet, but I would expect it to be on um, BBC Two at some point this year. Full title is <clears throat> The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Nice. So that's uh, interesting. Um, it's going to be nine episodes in total, and as you say, it's not as familiar a story as the um, O.J. Simpson trial, which everyone knows the sort of key pivotal moments of. So yeah. that series had that going for it. I remember Versace dying, and I think being assassinated it was but it was sort of i think certainly in this country clouded by the fact that two or three weeks later it was the princess diana death so everything well, else sort of in, in the first episode didn't he buy a magazine with something about princess diana on it mm. he was assassinated on the 15th of july and she died towards the end of august yeah and i was talking to luke about this briefly and he said famously um, Elton John sat next to Princess Diana at Versace's funeral, and then they oh, then right. he was playing at her funeral a month later. This starts with the assassination of uh, Versace by um, a young man by the name of Andrew Cunan Cunan Cunanan Cunanan. Yeah, well done. <laughs> well done. You first get this silent scene where he's sort of building up to it. You see Versace waking up, and he's like palatial home uh, with Ricky Martin and um, this guy sort of going across the beach and he's almost like almost drowning see something written on a toilet wall and you say and it ends with him shooting Versace outside his house and I, then I we he was kind of gearing himself up like he yeah sort of went to the toilet to throw up because he kind of knew what he yeah. was about to do and sort of thing and... yeah then the flashbacks to this character Andrew meeting Versace originally and and Versace not wanting to have a lot to do with him until he says, you know, his parents are from Italy. And, and you get the impression this guy is sort of almost like a professional liar. He ri- reminded me a bit of the character that um, Leonardo DiCaprio played in Catch Me If You Can. This sort of person who makes up lies to sort of ingratiate himself in the company oh, okay. he's with. Because then the next day he's with his his flatmate and her boyfriend and saying, oh yeah, I... I saw him, didn't know it was him, and, and so he's making up stories to suit who he's with. And then you flash back again to the present day, and the sort of the manhunt begins for the killer, and they get the impression that it is this Andrew. Um, and we learn that in the preceding years, he's killed several times, and that he's, 
you know, his his name was already been put out in association with another murder or a couple of other murders. And we get the Versace family coming in to sort of try and sweep up the PR. Uh, Penelope Cruz is there as Donatella Versace. She's sort of the wiggy performance in this. It isn't as wiggy as the O.J. Simpson one, which everyone was sort of overacting in. I felt this one was a lot more easier to watch because there wasn't those sort of hammy performances that Travolta was doing and that um, David David Schwimmer Schwimmer was doing. And and Edgar Ramirez here as Versace is very good, very grounded. I mean, as you say... We haven't got a perception of what really what Versace was like in our heads, so it's easier, to, I think, to do a performance of Versace than it was for Cuba Gooding Jr. to do O.J. Simpson. Yeah. I think, for me, Donatella Versace is the more recognisable figure, and but, I think Penelope Cruz does a good job in, in that respect. But the star here for me is Darren Chris, who's an actor who was in Glee, um, and I think he is really sort of engaging and compelling as this sort of sociopathic character who just has the ability to lie and, and there's some great scenes where he goes to to the opera which Versace I think has, has designed the costumes for and speaks to him afterwards and says you know I'm this great writer and, and I'm going to write this book and one day you know you will be you know you can design the costumes for the film version of it and I just found him very captivating and I think this is to me is more intriguing because I'm not sure how it ended I don't know what happened oh. to the Andrew character at the end. So this is more intriguing to me because I don't know how it ended. I think this is, a, this is an American crime story that le- less people know, which I think in a way helps the writing yes. team, Ryan Murphy and I, his I, team. Because I, I think the thing is, is because, you know, the, the, the OJ situation, whilst nobody made anything about it, the whole thing was like a soap opera because it was televised. Whereas, obviously, the Gianni Versace thing, as you say, A, got overshadowed in the news, but also wasn't quite that kind of polarising figure uh, mm. uh, or a popular figure that, that OJ was. You know, it was very much yeah. different. Certainly um, not in this country. No. And I suppose he didn't have the controversial nature of it, did it, really? It was, I say, just a murder. But it was it was a murder that sort of you have to sort of peel back the layers to to find out the motive of, whereas the the OJ stuff was, you know, he he tried to flee and the yeah, stuff with there, the Hummer and then... There wasn't really much of an investigation with OJ, yeah. really, because by the time they'd sort of got round to sort of working out what the police had believed had happened, he was already on the run and you caught him and then he was in prison and then it was the, you know, then it was the trial, so... A lot of this as well is about... Uh, you know Versace being gay and and Andrew being this character who it struggles with his sex he is gay but struggles with his sexuality I, a scene I did like the where, line that I, I didn't see much of it but I did like the line when he was I think very early when he was talking to his friend who had glasses and he said you're the yeah. sort of person that comes out to only gay people hmm. which I thought was a That's very the, telling line about his perception and, and, and as you say his the way he sort of wanted other people to view him as you say the sociopathic way this is written by um, Tom Rob Smith, who did um, London Spy, um, and he is actually the partner in, in real life of uh, Ben Stevenson, the former head of uh, BBC Drama, so there's, a, oh, okay. there's something for you there, fact fans. But no, I mean, I enjoyed this, whether I'll... If it pops up on BBC Two, then I might sort of continue with it again, but OJ I never finished watching. I think I watched about two or three of those, but I think for me there it was... The stuff with the Kardashians, with David Schwimmer, and then the stuff with John Travolta. Because uh, in that, you had that really good performance from Sarah Paulson here, I think. Yeah. If it focuses primarily on Darren Chris playing Andrew, who I think is a fantastic actor, and this is exactly the role for him. What was your issue with this? I, I think the problem with this is that I just didn't know enough about if I wanted to. And I think the other problem was showing the murder meant, hey, well, I know he did it, so what's, what's the rest of the story? You know, and it's like... So that's- I, and I know, and so, so for me, my, with my more kind of drama head on, I was like, where's the investigation? Where's all this going? And I suppose, yeah... But just, surely that's the intrigue of it. It's more the motive than the... Well, who, it's not a whodunit. It's, it's a why done it because you don't... No, this is, I, it's peeling back the layers of the character 
seeing his relationship with Saatchi and building up to why did he commit this murder and also in the interim what else has he done because we find out he's been he's wanted by the FBI for all these other murders so who else has I, he I, killed I didn't get to those parts so maybe yeah. but I just think as well when it comes to Ryan Murphy there is a different style and yes I agree. If you, if you don't like it, and I'm not saying I don't like it, but I can see why some people do. I think I think he's a bit marmite. I think mm. I can see why he gets a lot of love for the stuff he does, and also a lot of people saying they don't like it. I I can kind of see it. I mean, I mean, I didn't watch all of Feud, but I did enjoy mm. the premise. I uh, stuck with Feud, um, and I liked the the first half of Feud, but then it seemed to just drag on. This this didn't sort of hook me enough to continue with it you know, what? finding copies online and things like that, but if it pops up on BBC Two and it's on, like, on a weekly basis, then I might catch yeah, up with I, it again. And it's only, it's only nine episodes, so he's I mean, obviously got... Surprised. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. If they did the thing that they're, they're popularising at the moment, which is maybe they put it all on the iPlayer and then drip feed it each week on BBC Two. Yeah, to maybe, people, maybe. To see whether people might, you know, binge watch it. But you're not going to bother with it at all, if, no. even if it pops up on there, there is a too. fair bit of controversy around this as well, because when it, when it aired in the States first, there is still, there's obviously still something going on, because the Versace family were very upset by some of the dramatisation. Because don't forget, a, a bit like the OJ one, this is an interpretation by somebody of, based on the facts of what happened. Yeah. So there is, there's been some sort of kickback, I assume, from Donatella. Although, no, is she, she alive anymore? Yes. Yes. There's been some, some sort of drawback <laughs> from, from the, her. To suck, yeah, yeah, my fashion knowledge, not good. And, and, you know, and I mean, that was the same. Some people complained about the way the things were done in the OJ one. I believe some actors even complained about the feud, didn't they? Didn't Olivia de Havilland's family say that was an unfair yes. interpretation? Well, no, Olivia de Havilland herself said that. But, yeah, yeah it was the um, the family of the, 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 the man who was murdered with Nicole. Right, her her lover. I think his family. Yeah, um, that's right. The wrong, the wrong out the OJ. family. Yeah, and I, think, yeah, and I know that I know that Ryan Murphy has already said that he's going to be working on a, a Charles and Diana for Feud series two. Mm. So, and he's know, announced Hurricane Katrina is the basis for American Crime Story three. Yeah, this is more, I suppose, of an intimate story. Disco- you know, looking behind the brain of this sociopath Andrew who. We don't know that much about. It's it's more about getting to know the killer, I suppose, and the motives behind it. And, and it's a different story from the OJ. If you're expecting another no, thing I, I, similar I to the OJ story. I, I suppose the thing is, and this is going to sound a little bit, I just don't care enough about Gianna Versace's death to worry okay, about it. that's fine. I, I suppose that's really it, if I'm yeah. going to be you know, honest. And as I say, I am not the world's huge... I've watched some... I've liked some things that Ryan Murphy has done, mm. but... Things like American Horror Story have... have yeah, I've, that's never appealed to me. And, you know, when you compare that to, like, Glee, you know, he is mm. so different in what he does. And um, Nip Tuck as well. Yeah, so I don't think they kind of, like, did enough for me to say that this okay. was America. I think it did say Miami Beach 1997 right at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, but, but equally okay. wasn't he talking in... He was talking to people in Italian as well, in my defence. Yes, because he's Italian. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so there you are. They could have, you know. <laughs> and they have American tourists in Italy, I assume. <laughs> okay. I'll let you off. I'll, 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 I get what you're saying there. Okay, but no. Uh, right. So, reviews yeah. time, then. Uh, 
Right, do you want to talk about Hard Sun to start off with? Because we didn't do it last week. I've ended up not watching the whole series, but I will explain why in a moment. Um, have you watched two and three? I have watched two and three, which is right in the middle of a double header, annoyingly as well. Yes, but I I've watched two and three as well. Originally, we thought this was going to be a storyline over six episodes, but actually, what it is is a storyline in the background, the Hard Sun storyline, which influences mm. six or seven or three or four individual storylines. I mean, I didn't know this when I went into it, but episode three is the first of a double header. Um, mm. But episode two is, is is a standalone episode but does feature the Hard Sun storyline. Um, when we left episode one, they'd uncovered the Hard Sun storyline, which we're still... They've gone back to not being so sure about what it was. I thought the flash drive gave them information, but they're all still quite clueless, aren't they? What I took from it was that Hard Sun is this government thing where they've discovered that in five years the world's going to end because the sun is just going to pack in. Yeah. Uh, Elaine, the Agnes Dean character, had this information, took it to... Um, a, a journalist who uh, wrote the story and then the MI5's lot basically covered it up saying, oh, it was a massive hoax. Elaine released a video saying, you know, I've got all this information. If anything happens to me or my family or the family of people I work with, then it's all going to get released. The sort of the government is represented by the character played by Nikki Amuka Bird, who's going around sort of trying to interfere in the personal lives of Elaine and the Jim Sturgis character, Charlie Hicks, and sort of trying to wrestle back this information. I think Elaine still has, you know, has got the flash drive with someone. We're not sure who it is. It's affecting the mental health of her son, who, tried, as we know, tried to kill her. And even though they've, they've poo-pooed it as a hoax, there are certain conspiracy theorists who have believed it, and their reaction to it is to sort of try and kill as many people as possible. Yeah. Which then, back to, to me, goes back to this being almost like Luther, because Luther yeah. had all these nutcases, and it went over, like, two-part stories. I mean, do you want to talk about mainly episode three? Because that was yeah, the start I, I, of a... I think, I think the main thing to say is that what we get back to a lot more in episode two is the idea that she is investigating the hit, you know, Detective Hicks, and his involvement mm. with... Is it the Nicholson family crime syndicate? I think so. And yeah. his butler is his um, late partner who... Yeah, butler who... And that's kind of... They get back a bit more to that. And then, and then the Hard Sun storyline comes in as well. So in episode two, you get that. In episode three, we get the beginning of this storyline where... Richard Coyle. Now, he was a, a, a sort of an aid worker or a relief worker. Who yeah, a missionary. A missionary. And he has come back and obviously gone through something when he was out on missionary work. He's gone back to the priest of his local parish and he's gone into confession. He's confessed that he's killed people or seen people killed. Well, he, he killed the, um, the girl who worked at the suicide hotline, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's not become Christ ultra-Christian. He's ultra-religious to the point where he is mm. kind of questioning, you know, religion and God and everything and... And, 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 and sort of taking some Bible stuff very literally. He starts killing people who are trying to help people. Mm. Um, and there's lots of references to the biblical story of Job, where, uh, for those unfamiliar, it was a very nice, helpful person who God and the devil had an argument over, and they, ter they persecuted to see whether he would turn on God, and he never did. And again, what, what really sort of you get is the brutality um, of what uh, the Richard Cole character does. He, um, as you say, kills this girl um, by sort of cutting her motorbike wires and as she tries to get away, he obviously kills her. But then he drags the body, doesn't he, in sort of open CCTV. Mm. Oh, very Luther. And I like the fact that all of this hard sun, sun stuff is in the background. This kind of like okay. apocalypse and, and the, the, the fact that it's all the conspiracy theory people out there that are getting involved. Well, what do you think? What, what, I mean, you, now I know you saw episode two a while ago. How, you saw episode three this week. I, I the one thing I really like about Hudson is Agnes Dean. I think she's really good, and I hope at the end of this she gets a better series. I think she, she to me is, is uh, giving a good performance in a sort of subpar series. It has boiled down to sort of stuff. I feel these storylines could have worked if they'd have been tweaked in an episode of Luther. There's nothing. Like the Richard Coyle storyline couldn't have been done like this religious guy who's gone too far could have easily been a two-parter in a in a series. Oh, I agree with that. I, I would agree that, that I would agree that 
that you could lift it out of, you know, it's definitely specific mm. to this story, but I like the the reason behind it being the hard sun thing in the background. Yeah, but then e- easily, I mean, the hard sun thing is really, I, I mean, the, the, for me, the best bit of this series was the start of episode two with all the stuff with the journalist when she's got this flash drive and things like that. And then, oh no, it was a hoax, so let's do a merger of the week storyline. I like Richard Coyle, I like Dermot Crowley, I think the st- I think their performances are good, but I, I disagree about the story, I find it quite dull. I find it all a bit big and sort of almost like self-important, I would say. Um, okay. I, I, I'm intrigued a little bit to see how they wind up the Richard Coyle thing, but generally I think it is a, a squandered premise. I think they should be focusing more on the hard sun thing, and it feels very much like Luther-esque crazy murderer of the week or murderer of the fortnight storyline um but i really as i said agnes dean is fantastic in this mm. but i don't know if she's enough uh, jim sturgis doesn't do anything for me at all i don't think he has the charisma to pull off the bonkersness of neil cross's writing like L- idris elba does he hasn't yeah, got mean, the charisma I, I, of an idris I elba don't, I, I don't think hicks is in anywhere near it i think the problem is as well is we really are getting drip fed about hicks He's he yes. himself. What we're seeing that he has done doesn't marry up with the actions that we actually see him doing. In the second episode, he gets estranged from his wife for a short amount of time, but he does get back together. There's nothing about him meeting up with the Nicholson family that you, the viewer, see. But obviously, we mm. don't see everything. So I do wonder whether maybe what they'll do in the last two episodes is give you more of that link, which might make his character more interesting for you. You just aren't given enough reason to care about Charlie and care about this investigation. You didn't. You didn't know Butler. You've got no prior knowledge of him and their relationship. The only thing you do know is that he's now, you know, boffing his wife on the side. And also, these sort of other detectives who aren't Hicks or Renko are very much interchangeable. And you could have given. I said this last week about before we die. You can give their dialogue to anyone, and, yeah. and it, it reminds. I'd, they remind me a lot of the supporting players in Relic, of what I watched of Relic. There's nothing about these other policemen. They try and give them like personalities and things they, like they that. They are but very just... much like, and I know you don't watch this, uh, so, I mean, they are very much like the detectives that come in and out of Silent Witness. So, yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you on that. But I, I, I have to say that I like the overall storyline, so I, I'm definitely going to stick with it. If it is worth sticking with you, let me know and I might catch up with it. You're not so. even tempted to stick around for the end of the double header. Mm, maybe I don't know again it depends like I said with Versace it depends if I've got enough time because I'm you know I'm quite busy this next month so okay you can watch watch some Saturday nights on BBC One or it is all available on the iPlayer at the moment you're listening to the Custard TV podcast the official podcast of thecustardtv.com okay well Matt before we go any further can I ask you what, what is Patreon Patreon is a service where you can support us monetarily as little as $2 a month. You are not tied into a contract. You can donate just for one month and then not donate again. You do get different uh, rewards for each uh, tier. Um, $2 will get you um, access to a newsletter that we write. Uh, $5 you get access to our extra helpings, with the third edition of which will be coming out after this podcast and this week we will be talking about um, uh, the new Walter Presents uh, drama The Oxic Murders, the National Television Awards and I will be picking my top five shows to look forward to in 2018. You will also get um, access to a um, podcast feature which we hope to be continuing with soon, the British British comedy, I can't remember what we're calling it now. Something about British comedy that um, we're looking at different comedies. We've done the Only Fools and Horses episode already. $8 will get you access to our box set binge. We've done The Sopranos. We will be taping our Simpsons episode very soon, so that should be available. And any other podcasts that we do, um, there's podcasts out there from the Edinburgh Festival, uh, from the screening of Dr. Foster I went to. I'm off to another screening next week. Uh, Gary can do the... That's gone to another screening. Yeah, so, and talking the screenings, this is what the money goes to. It goes to helping us go to these things and, and, and pay for, like, the hosting of the website, the, the, sorry, the hosting of the podcast, I should say, and, and putting this all together and things like that. Because, as we mentioned before, you know, we, we don't, this is, this is unpaid. We're not paid to do this. You know, me and Gary have got full-time jobs and we sort of 
schedule our like you know we we do this in our free time a, a lot of the time we, we you, what you don't see behind the scenes dear listener is that behind the scenes are various tweets and emails between each other isn't there I've got to, are you around at this when time? are you free when are, are you free? around so I was just going to say patreon.com slash the cluster tv is where to go for all that information and more should we do call the midwife that returned this week should we talk uh, about that yeah um, yeah go for it this happens pretty much straight after the events of the Christmas special so we still have yes. very bad weather uh, and we are in 1963 I believe okay good so we have a couple of situations at Anati's house we have uh, regular fuel shortages and um, electricity cutouts power cuts power cuts because of the blizzard we also have um, because of, uh, uh, of the characters leaving we have a new midwife on her way but she gets delayed because of the weather the main purpose of the episode is that we have uh, someone who's working in a strip club, uh, or, well, like a gentleman's club, very top. Yeah, yeah, no, in a strip club, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and she and doesn't want to work the lunchtime shift. Yes, yeah, the lunch club. Uh, she is um, uh, leaving because, or she's fired because she's pregnant, and she's doing all her acts with just a big coat on so that no one notices. <laughs> um, Presumably, she has to take the coat off at some stage. That's well, how stripping works. So I don't really know. No, I she does like the the teasing, I suppose, doesn't she? Without yeah. the stripping. So she sort of believes herself not to be very deserving of midwife help, so they sort of have to sort of encourage her that, you know... Well, no, 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 no. what I suppose... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feels very kind of like... I, I shouldn't be getting this much attention. Or the story there, from I, how I saw it, was that the, the sort of the boss of the strip club was like, "You're going to come back here once you have the baby." She wa- she wanted to have the baby adopted. Basically, she was yes. like, "I'm going to have this baby. I'm going to have it adopted, and I'm going to go back to stripping because that's all I'm good for." Yeah. But she sort of learnt her self worth. I think is what you're looking for during the pregnancy yeah. and her relationship with. Um, it was Trixie, wasn't it? Who was delivering yeah. the baby? Was I believe. The and uh, afterwards, she uh, talk, talking to um, Valerie, who's um, take who's sort of taking over her aunt's dancing school, she, which she, the stripper, went to originally. Yeah. And and, and there's a lovely little moment at the end where she she buys the dance school with the money that she gets from her stripping mm-hmm. to get a better life for her daughter. And, and and the other kind of main storyline was I think you referenced in in your preview or something is that they're bringing one mm. of the storylines is the sort of removal of the slums uh, housing mm. in in the East End around this time, which as as they do so well to bring in a real historical storyline to these to the this this sort of you know version of the show, and and what we get is um, unusually it's not a birth it's actually a death we get the fact that. Because obviously they are running a kind of almost like a district nursing service at times. Yeah. Um, well, they've always done this. Yeah, this exactly. has always been on the back they burner. They focused on the baby side of it, but they've always done this. So we get the storyline where um, a lady is dying, uh, an old Jewish lady is dying, but they're threatening to sort of pull the house down around her. We do get the lovely confrontation. I'm so glad they brought back the grumpy police officer. Um, mm. Sergeant the, Wolf. The show does need an antagonist every so often, I feel. Mm. Uh, Although I feel that they are... I, I, we had this conversation when we were talking about the Christmas episode, which got cut out, so nobody heard it. Uh, okay. But we were, we were debating whether this is going to lead to a romance between uh, Nurse Crane, who's the one who was yeah. saying... You've got you've got to wait. I've got this, you know. I've got this dying woman. She was she was driven out. You know, she they escaped Germany. They were Jew, Jews who That's, escaped. Yes. Was it Germany or Poland somewhere yeah. to come to London? And they've lived in this house. And she wants to die in this house. 
and they had this lovely exchange. I've got a feeling that they are going to almost... There, there is a hint of romance, because at the end, the the husband of the woman who passed away, mm. he went to live with their daughter, but he came to see Nurse Crane and had bought her some strudel, which is the last thing that he made in their kitchen, yeah. and she gave a slice of the strudel to the sergeant, so there's I that little connection. I, I hope it's just a general acknowledgement. I hope there is more needle, and then just this kind of like nice kind of acknowledgement. I don't want a romance. Why do you hate love, Gary? Well, no, because I know it's, it's not true. Because I, I like the, I think the, one of the most intriguing storylines that's been going on for a number of series now is Trixie and her alcoholism and her inability, mm. I suppose, because of her past situation, to want to really engage in a, in a full-on relationship. So she's going out. Is it the dentist she's going out with? Yes, and Christopher. And he wants to sort of, he wanted to sort of like the way he worded it could be taken two ways. He said, "I just want us to go away and shut the door." And I think she was like, oh, does he really think I'm that kind of girl? But actually, really, what he meant mm. was, I just want to be with you. I don't want mm. anyone else. Because he's, he's got a young daughter, yeah. and um, Trixie's trying to sort of get friendly with her and paints her nails, and, and the, her mother comes back saying, you know, only tarts get their nails painted and things like that. And, and I think he's saying, you know, I want to shut out all these other influences, you know, my yeah. my ex-partner, I want to shut her out. And and it's interesting that she's the midwife of the stripper because their storylines are sort of correlating. Again, yeah. it, is, it is all about self-worth, that whole section. And uh, Helen George is a very good actress. And as we were saying last week, it is clear here that she's hiding her pregnancy because talking about big coats, they keep putting her in big uh, coats, exactly. keep putting her behind like desks and yes, filming yes. her from sort of uh, different <laughs> angles. And I'm so glad that you've started watching it as well because I think it's such a good show. It's got a great balance of light and shade. It's got a great ensemble yeah. cast. I think um, the Leonie Elliott, the new newest actress, I think... Uh, lends to it this Afro-Caribbean nurse well, who's got I, like I a, think we've got a heart of gold and... coming up we got a little bit yeah. of a hint didn't we of, of, of some sort mm. of racial, racial undertones um, yeah. which I think you know I and, 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 and again the historical you know the 60s was the time when, when we got a huge influx of Jamaicans and Caribbeans in this country and I'm sure that there were situations, you know, people who didn't want to be treated by people from Jamaica and Caribbean. I'm, you know, I, as sad as that is. So I mm. do think, you know, and it, you know, we are talking about the 60s, a huge period of change in England. So I, I, I do think it's going to be some good stuff. What I like, again, and we talked about, when we talked about Next to Kin last week and, and them ruining a lot of stuff through their like coming next time the yeah. call the midwife coming next time doesn't give you doesn't give away any plots it just gives you little bits of dialogue little hints but never reveals anything major which i like either. it's supposed to make you yeah. want to watch the episode not go i tell you what i can work out what happens i shan't bother talking of dramas that focus on sort of different groups of people we've got the third episode of kiri yeah. now kiri has been an in, an interesting way that, that Jack Thorne's told his story is we talked about a little bit last week they the, the first episode focused solely on Sarah Lancashire to the extent you went oh this is going to be a Sarah Lancashire vehicle and then um, the second episode was all about Kiri's relationship with her birth family and her grandfather Toby trying to track down the son Nathaniel who was the prime suspect for her murder and all that that entailed and their sort of history and things like that now this third episode again shifts the focus to um, the the adoptive family, or the, the would-be adoptive family, the foster family. Uh, Jim and Alice, uh, played by Stephen McIntosh and, and Leah Williams, and their son Simon, and sort of peers behind the curtains. There we got hints about their marriage and the sort of the cracks in their marriage, and Simon sort of being a bit off. Reminds me almost a little bit of the character in Andrew in, in the Versace thing. He's oh, okay. got this sort of strange... Well, he's got this sort of strange way of, like, lurking, hasn't he? And just appearing it, and it, it, and it's, not it's being kind quite... Of like, it's that real pushing of the boundary of what is mm. inappropriate. Nothing he did was outrightly criminal, but mm. it was that real kind of, like, uncomfortable. Yes. I think so. In fact, we've... some of the scenes were downright uncomfortable in this series, in this episode. So a bit, uh, a bit more information we got here was that, um, especially about Alice, that her, she was a teacher at the school which yeah. Simon attends, um, and she left um, after 
slapping a, a student who'd um, who was sexually said inappropriate. I think they said or, or said something inappropriately to her, and and she she was off work with stress at the beginning. Came back in to see like the headmistress and say, "I think I'm ready to come back." And she basically saying, "No, you're not." She's also having an affair that that Simon knows about. That's um, we got some quite intense. Um, Choice scenes with the with the lover just out out of the swimming baths. I hope yeah. they had a shower first, and they'd be covered in chlorine. Yeah. Um, and also through flashbacks, we see that um, Alice was following Miriam as she dropped him off at to- uh, dropped Kiri off yeah. at Toby and Rochelle's house. Um, and the the police investigation goes on. They do a a, recon- a reenactment where they discover that. Kiri actually let, was seen again and was seen on a bus and she was coming back home. Yeah. And now um, Jim suspects Simon of being the, the murderer. Simon, we learn, sort of knows his parents' marriage is falling apart, that they both had affairs, that they're staying together specifically for him, that Kiri was like, um, as they used uh, the phrase, a new glue to sort of hold the marriage together. Yeah. And now she's gone. They haven't found... A scrap of CCTV of Sai. Not in any of the places he claimed to be that day. They haven't found a trace of him. Doesn't mean he's lying. Should we consider the possibility he's not telling the truth? Should we consider that? She came back to the house. They didn't see her leave. Meanwhile, no one can decide where he is. Shouldn't we consider the possibility that our son... He loved her. He loves you. I don't like the way he looks at you either sometimes. And it isn't just, if I'm honest, it isn't just because he didn't go to school. Because if if this was just about happenstance, I'd be thinking you did it. Somewhere in there, you're scared of it too, what he is or might be. You know how unhappy he is, how how angry he gets, how insular. Jim, this is our son. I What proof do you have? I don't! I don't have anything! Only what I feel in there and in here! Please, don't turn your nose up at me. I'm trying to be truthful here. You think this is easy for me to say? You shout like that, I'll hear you, and then this will be much worse. Jim goes, I'm going to take the rap because I don't want Simon being arrested. Um, and then Alice goes to the police and says she saw uh, the car that belongs to Nathaniel, which she saw obviously hanging around outside Toby's house. She yeah. saw it hanging outside her house when she was writing the day that Kerry came back. And then the other sort of storylines of the characters that we've spent time with already, you've got Miriam who is sort of learning a bit... It's almost like learning about how other people perceive her. So yeah, she has that, this conversation that, I, with... I know that really she was only in, I think, two or three scenes. The scene with yeah. her and her former colleague was very yeah, good. The Cara Theobald character, yeah. where she was like, did I really say that? I, it was all about how she didn't understand the impact that her words had said. So she'd, I, she I was think... almost sort of having, having a go at her for revealing to the press that she'd been drinking, and she said... Well, I could have said all these other things about you. I could have said some of the things you've said. And she's, did I really say that? And then you've got this scene where Simon actually comes. He runs away and ends up at Miriam's house. And Alice has it out with Miriam. And Alice basically says, you know, if you didn't do it intentionally, you did basically insinuate that if we did this, she would be our daughter if we let her spend time with her. And now you've said this to the press and it really upset me. And it was almost like, self-introspection for Miriam in this episode. There was one little bit where she went, well, maybe I am, a, you know, I, it never clouded my judgment, the drinking, or did it? There was mm. almost that moment of, maybe I'm not quite the person I think I am. And, and I think this whole, yeah. and I think where we're going to end up with Miriam's story is much more a case of self-reflection. She firmly yeah. believed what she was doing was the right thing, and still does, really, doesn't she? When she's Although, she does believe she what she said done anything wrong. I mean, I, I, I really like this still, and I think, I think just the ensemble cast alone is brilliant. One thing I haven't 
praise certainly in the podcast I might have done it in my original articles Jack Thorne has found a really good composer for this uh, the, the guy's name is Clark he did the music on Relic as well which I like was one of the only things I liked about Relic um, and it is very sort of jarring music we have this in National Treasure as well mm. but it works in terms of the characters and it adds it enhances the scenes and I really like the music and as well I, I mentioned him last week Urus Lin's direction is, is brilliant I think all all the elements of this work and it, it is a almost like a labour of love in that everything comes together perfectly um any any thoughts anything well, to add? Th- th- two little things to add one I, I i still feel like the press is a separate character again they are like a pack of animals in this episode the way that the press are being done again he he did say i, I mentioned i know i mentioned this at the screen he said both of these are national treasure things that going beyond the headlines and things oh, like yeah. this and 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 one of the characters here that we, that we haven't mentioned is like the police PR guy, the Welsh guy who sort of oversees the investigation. He's like, oh, we want this picture here, we want this here. You know, the media intrusion, the, the PR-ness of this murder investigation, which is something I don't think we really see in TV dramas, which is interesting. Right. But these sort of marauding press as this sort of just yeah. like... The, the standing outside... Like, almost like the, the monster of this... The, uh, the, the, the yeah, asking inappropriate questions yeah. and, you know, get, trying to get Simon as he's leaving and, and you know, yeah. Simon being ba- badgered and, and every time someone leaves the house and they're just there. And I, I, knew, I know there is a certain authenticity to this, but it just feels everything else in Kiri works so well that this tiny element of the press is a little bit for me yeah. the thing that doesn't always work the other thing and, I, and, and, and you, you, I don't know if you referenced it the very uncomfortable scene where the sun comes in on the mother oh yes no I didn't mention yeah and, and after she's after she's had a uh, liaison with her other man but the kind of very uncomfortable you know part about it and the, and the bit where he kind of you know whips the towel away and and he talks about an, a, a really inappropriate exchange he'd been having at school and on Facebook with, 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 a, with a young girl at the school. And I feel like almost now he's a red herring character. Mm. Like we're supposed to believe by his actions that it's possible that he might have killed his sister. But it's a huge leap from the incidents he's talking about to, to killing his sister. Uh, but he kind of still has got, he's got a lot of gaps in where he's supposed to be. They haven't found any CCTV footage of where he said he was. Um, so mm. there's still all, the, all of that. And, you know, I just do, but I did find that, that whole scene a little bit too much. And I know that happened in National Treasure as well. There were scenes with, with uh, Robbie Coltrane's daughter, which were a bit real close to yeah. the bone. And, you know, I know when you're trying to push this kind of envelope, sometimes you might go the other side. And I... I kind of feel like that scene was just that, just the wrong side of stuff. I'm not, I don't know. What did you feel? It needed to be uncomfortable. You've got that feeling about him that there's something not quite right. But again, I'm with you. I think it is a little bit of a red herring. Have you got a, you know, a, a, a suspicion? Have you got, you know, next week what the reveal's going to be? I'm going to say no because each episode has really opened up more about each one. So I feel like, I feel like it could even be the dad. But mm. Because we just again, he's just so vanilla and nothing about him. Really, when he said he was going to step forward and take the rap for his son, was the first interesting thing about him. And now I'm kind of thinking, well, why would he say that? Because we know basically she got home. We assume that she got he back into home, the house he says, near home. I don't think they ever said she mm. got home. They said she came, mm. got off the of or she was coming home. home. Yeah. I almost feel like there was a, there was an accident. Some one member of that family yeah. caused an accident. So either Jim, Alice, or Simon, and probably the parents thinking, "Oh, no, you know, we're going to get charged. Something's going to happen." And yeah. so we just we so they sort of almost staged the. But then I don't know. Was the body moved or? Yeah, I, I mean, I I hope what we don't get is oh. It, it was a local paedophile, and, and I, I don't want... No, what, I don't think they do I that. I don't want... I, it, it's been such a good whodunit, as well as a story, that actually I need a kind of ex, a reasonable explanation. I need something that's going to be understandable. I, I kind of feel like there's an awful lot to wrap up in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Way? You've had one episode based on each, yeah. ca- you know, each major character or, or family... 
now you've got to wrap up three big stories in one episode and, and you've got to have a third of the time dedicated to each of them. And again, because we've got the, you know, the, the little preview, you get the fact that we're going to get uh, Sarah Lancashire's mother's going to come back into the episode. They're Sue Johnston. Her, Sue Johnston. There's obviously going to be the more stuff with Nathaniel uh, and this new lawyer that they introduce. So yeah, I, I, just, mm. don't know. It's, I just don't know how it's going to go. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com should we do inside number nine? Because I think we'll have this on the main show this week. Because well, this was a talking about was my my favourite episode, as I referred to it, Mike Lee's room. So this was called to have and to hold, and it very much felt like a. I say Mike Lee because I, are you aware of Mike Lee's work? Have you I'm, seen like um, I'm not sure. I've, I'm, Secrets and Lies or um, another the guy year. Timothy Spool a lot. Yeah, Timothy Spool, yeah, Leslie Manville, Ruth Sheen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like social realist sort of dramas, elements of comedy. You know, he tries to go for authenticity. And, and I feel this is what they started with here. This is this sort of dull mid- middle-class couple played by um, Nicola Walker and Steve Pemberton, Harriet and Adrian, who have been married for 20 years. She's wanting to renew their vows. She's briefly strayed with her former colleague um, and each scene is sort of preceded by the sort of part of the marriage vows so well, because it was called the episode itself isn't he? Which is the he's a wedding house. photographer yes and he has a dark room at the, at, in their house a very dark room um, a very dark room before we go into like the twist in the tale I love the sort of um, what's the word the sort of mun- mundanities of, yeah, of their life you know fine. he's he loves play he loves jigsaws he's got a love of well we think he's got a love of pot noodles there's a great scene where in the role play scene he, which gets very uncomfortable because he doesn't know how to react as you said something like it's not flipping whose line is it anyway just <laughs> get on yeah, with it yeah. um and and also um Rishi smith pops up briefly in two scenes as sort of a groom who's just had his wedding photos done i didn't think particularly it needed him but then at the end he was brought in just to sort of be a character to sort of deliver some news to if that makes sense that seems to be he was more of a plot function than a character in his own right uh, him and, and the the other actor i think miranda hennessy is the actress's name um but the reveal that comes i suppose about halfway through he goes down to his dark room after the sort of aborted um, role play session, and we see um, him take away this sort of big wall of photos to reveal a room, and he unopens it, and there's an, there is someone inside there um, who then he asks to perform a sexual act on him in a very sort of strange manner, and he has been feeding this person pot noodles for that's what the pot noodles are for basically, yeah. and and then and then the next scene sees. Harriet surprised him with um, a trip to Paris and um, he basically tries to, he throws himself down the stairs because he doesn't want to go because basically whoever's in the room will die and the reveal at the end is that in the room was their old cleaner who's been down there for nine years. At some point she she gave birth to a son yeah and uh, they they were both down there as in room that is exactly what happens in room that he, oh right oh that i didn't he, know that part yeah i didn't know that part the, 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 that she's down there with the son that she had as a result of her captor right. you know raping her basically and and um harriet's thing is you know i thought i was married to the most boring man in the world but he turned out you know to be a monster and the final reveal is is yeah exactly like a joseph fritzel character the final reveal is that they've kept him alive in this room and are now chaining him up and feeding him pot noodles yeah i mean this was for me i loved i loved both the sort of because for half of it you think oh this is just like a a sort of awkward social thing that they're doing. This is another sort of style that they're experimenting with. And then you get that, like, that massive thing that, God, he's got this, like, secret room and he's keeping someone prisoner. And it just changes the entire tone. And I went back to watch, because it, it is one that stands up to repeat watching, like um, the episode 12 Days of Christine that they did, I think, in the second series, where you get all these little clues and then you have to go back and watch it because there's certain little bits where you go, oh yeah, they mentioned the cleaner. Oh yeah, they mentioned like yeah. the son. Her son is called Levi, and they said that's the name he wanted to give a son if he if he'd had a son. And and it's just like little bits here and there, and and it, I think it's so so clever. 
And again, it just gives me a massive appreciation for their writing. And also, Nicola Walker's performance in this was fantastic. Um, your thoughts, Gary? This one wasn't for me. I, 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 really? Yeah. I'm not going to say I guessed it. I'm certainly not going to say that. But I, early on, I picked up on some of the uncomfortableness it. And I think the scene where she dressed up as a nurse just made me feel that, that little bit too uncomfortable. But you're meant to feel uncomfortable. You're meant to squirm. That's the point of the episode. You're sure. reading it. That, that sort of might lead... Yeah. Right, you know, I think yeah. that's what they're going for. This sort of uncomfortable... We're peering in on the lives of... And, like, could be a normal, quite dull marriage couple, because that's it. It's like this mundane thing no. that then opens itself up, and that's what it's meant to be, and that, for me, succeeds. And I think if you're not... Maybe you don't like that style no. of, of writing, of drama, of things like that, of, 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 of sort of social realism, and then I, you're I think maybe not going to gel with yeah, the episode. It, it's not going to work for me. I... I yeah, I don't think there's much more that I can add. I, I found it uncomfortable viewing, and I didn't really enjoy it. What was the number nine? Again, I was looking for that and I didn't see it. I thought it was their house, wasn't it? I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember seeing a number nine in this episode, if I'm honest. So I might have to go and look online for that. Um, mm. And they, oh well, no, we've sure? been down there nine years. Yes, That's well it. done. That's it. I just re- just worked it out. She'd been down there nine years. I I thought it might be the pack of uh, pot noodles, no, but I think no, it was the twelve was, pack. Was three by five. Do you know I stupidly worked that out? Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because, I was looking, no, because I was trying to distract myself from what was going on by looking for something for nine. And I think the problem is when you do a series like this, where you are doing one at plays or you know several at plays and things like that it's not you're not going to get every one of them to appeal to every member of your audience so i'm mm. still going to keep watching that it's not going to put me off watching them because you so, you weren't a massive fan of uh, diddle diddle dumpling were you last year either which me, me and luke thought, loved yeah and, and maybe there is that kind of like you know I don't know, whereas, you see, I really liked the one last week, which was the murder mystery one, you know, the mm. like, killing of You prefer ones that are more sort of flights of fancy, that aren't, yeah. like, real sort of social realism, like, you know, like, suburban yeah. mundanity, like Dizzle Diddle Rumpling had, and like To Have and To Hold does, which to both, for me, were are like the standout episodes in each series and I really enjoyed this one it, so it's why uh, d- we differing g- opinions once again we, we, we're going to review series 4 of Black Mirror at some point and again I know mm. that there are going to be episodes that you and me are going to love and then I'm going to love some and you're mm. going to love others and Luke and stuff so it's like I, I kind of feel like it's okay with these sort of things it, it, it's what's great about these kind of shows is that you can watch them and you get different bits out of different episodes and some you'll like and some you mm. won't but you, you, and I, I admire the writing and the, the, the skill and the, 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 the cojones to try something like this. Yeah. Really, the only way I can describe my, my like for this episode is I can admire what they were trying to do. Didn't work for me, but I can still say well done. Pick of the week. Oh yeah, let's have a look. Well, I, there isn't a lot, so I, I'm going to start with the first one being episode four of Kiri because I know you did it last week. Because um, I do okay. feel like I genuinely need to know. I, I feel like I need to know what's happened more than I, I want to watch the show. They've they've spent three episodes drawing me in. Please don't make it terrible. Yeah, no, I, I, I am gonna I'm gonna concur with you on that one. Um, although Celebrity Five go barging on Channel Channel Five, where um, it, is it Tom Conti, Tessa Sanderson, Dermot Gavin, Tony Christie, and Penny Smith go narrowboating along two of France's best love waterways. But what, I'm, what I was going to say is that there isn't a lot on at the moment. We are in that sort of grey area of the year. You know, we've got a couple more weeks to wait until, as you say, like Endeavour's coming back soon. Um, we've got the second series of Marcella coming back in the next few weeks. Um, I'll be watching the new you, Luke Wilson. Yeah, Trauma, the new Mike Bartlett drama on ITV with John yeah. Sim and Adrian Lester. So, X-Files so there are some new X-Files, a uh, new series of Mum. Kiri, though, is the highlight of next week. We'll, we'll be talking about some other things as well, but but that is going to be the main highlight. Um, I'll, I'll quickly run through the ways to contact us. Um, we are on... 
Twitter at MattsTVBytes, at The Gary Show, at LukeCustardTV. I'll leave you to work out who's who. Um, Facebook.com slash TheCustardTV. Give us a like on there. We do try and post all of our articles on there as well, so you get a look of what's on the website. The website itself, TheCustardTV.com. Um, listening to the podcast, if you do through iTunes, please give us some lovely words and a five-star rating. That uh, helps the sort of um, the exposure of the podcast. Also on other apps like Stitcher Radio and um, Overcast and other things like that. Um, please, though, if you're listening through that, still pop on iTunes. It would be really yeah. nice just to sort of get us up those old uh, rankings. Patreon. Patreon. We mentioned it off the t- We mentioned it in the middle. Patreon.com slash the custard TV. We will be heading over. We will be heading over there briefly to uh, do our extra helpings section. Email custardtvreviews at gmail.com. Let us know what you're watching. Is there things you'd like us to review that we're not, we haven't discussed yet? Next time we're back, we should have Luke with us. We will be discussing uh, the Good Place in detail. We will be talking oh, yeah. um, LA to Vegas, the new comedy. Um, Luke, the last episode Luke, of Kiri. Kiri. I mean, I'm intrigued to find out what he's been doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. The um, uh, maybe the BBC's new Saturday night thing altogether now. If we can all uh, stand to watch an hour of Rob Beckett and Jerry Halliwell or whatever her name is, Jerry Horner. Yeah. Um, and other other things as well. So um, join us over on Extra Helpings where we will be talking. Uh, the National TV Awards, uh, Rebecca Martinson, colon, Arctic Murders, and um, my preview for the next year of what I'm looking forward to. Um, so, goodbye from me. And, and, and well, blimey, with the two Ronnies now, so what's going on? And goodbye from him. We both wear, we both wear glasses. True, actually, yes, it's a good point. Uh, yes, see you later, everybody. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.